Well, good morning, Gateway, and welcome to uh, 2024. This is our first uh, sort of live recording of Church at Home, and uh, I just hope you had a great Christmas and uh, maybe a great break if you were lucky enough to have one. Uh, but we're excited to just get back into talking about uh, all things God and faith and Jesus, and we've got a special theme for this year. We've called this the year of leaning in. And it's going to be a year of challenge to lean into faith and community and prayer and worship and compassion and service and giving. But today we're going to start a major series that we will come back to several times over the next two years. And it's going to be a series about leaning in to the Word of God, leaning in to the Bible. Now, you're going to need your phones because today is going to be incredibly practical. If you haven't already got the Gateway app on your phone, can I just encourage you to download it because there's this spot, this top one here, you can go to... Um, when you go to the welcome in-service links, there is a tile here saying message notes. And when you go to that, you will actually get sort of a summary of what we talk about each week. And we're going to be putting some, some sort of practical advice there and some, some uh, Bible readings that I want you to lean into um, in the next week. So it's sort of a bit like being back at school, but it's gonna be fun. Let's review uh, where some of the things we talked about last year, because we did a big series on how not to read the Bible. Now, to refresh your memory, we talked about don't read it as if it's a modern book. Don't read it as if it's a history textbook. Don't read it as a science textbook. Don't read it as a legal rule book. Don't read it as if it's the only place that God speaks. Don't read it without an awareness of the complexities of translation from the original languages. Don't read it without an awareness of your own interpretive lens because it's impossible to read it neutrally. Don't just read it alone. Read it in community. Don't read it as if God dictated it to robots. Don't try to explain away the paradoxes in it. And don't forget that God is taking us somewhere. And one of the main things we said last year is that an understanding of the whole Bible story is the single most important tool for getting the Bible right. So that's where we jump back in. This series is all about the meta-narrative, the big picture. It's like that, that drone's eye view. The whole point is that God is taking us somewhere. We don't live in the circle of life. History had a beginning and it will have an end. God has a plan. So we are going to follow the story and the plan of God so we can be wise. Now, for sincere followers of Jesus, reading and interacting with your Bible is not 
not just an option you can choose if you want to. It is really a bedrock spiritual practice that we must engage in. And it's not a chore, it's a delight. So here's my challenge to you. If, if regular reading of your Bible is something you already do as a holy habit, we're going to set out some scriptures for you to read each week of this four-week series. So you can read them this week to be ready for next week. But if this is not a regular practice for you, maybe you've never actually uh, really read your Bible on a regular basis. I want you to lean in to this, even, even just for four weeks as we do the first part, looking at the stories of our beginnings in the book of Genesis. Now, if you can do this for four weeks, you will be set up with a life-changing godly habit. So, first things first, you know, the kids are back at school and they're learning, they're getting homework. So let's learn too. Firstly, access to the Bible. Now, obviously, many of you will have a hard copy of a Bible. Um, this one is a particularly big looking Bible because it's a study Bible. Now, if you haven't already got a study Bible, they're actually really awesome because if you're reading a verse and you don't understand it or maybe it has some quirky cultural context, that is explained in, this, in the footnotes. So it's a really great tool. Um, there's also, if you haven't already got the U version downloaded on your phone, can I encourage you to do that? Um, the U version app comes out of an incredibly generous church in America that have designed and maintained this app uh, to, as a gift to the church. It's free. And there are so many uh, great tools in this app. So I would encourage you to download it. The other cool thing about the YouVersion app is that if you're not a reader, it will read the scripture to you. So that means you can listen to it. You could listen to it in the car on the way to work, uh, while you're on the train, while you're doing the gardening. It's, it's, a, it's a great um, aid. Now, you might be asking which version of the Bible should you read? Because if you know anything about Bibles, there are several different uh, translations. Now, obviously, you just need to f find one that you like that you like to read. And you might read several of them before you decide. That's a beautiful thing about the Uversion apps. You don't have to buy five different Bibles. All those different versions can be accessed through the app. Let me tell you about three common ones. The NIV, which is the, uh, the New International Version, is considered a very good translation. And it's set at about year 12 standard language. The NLT, which is the New Living Translation, is also uh, uh, very good, but its language is a little bit easier. It's set at about year eight standard. And then you have the message version. Now, this is what we call a paraphrase. It's like it's one man's translation of the Bible and putting it into very conversational um, modern language. You might enjoy that one. If you're anything like me, I like to swap between 
several of them depending on uh, what I'm doing and it also keeps it fresh. I'm going to give you some really practical advice on how to read your Bible but first a word about developing habits. You will never be serious about any habit if you don't first have a conviction in your heart that you really want to do it. Now anyone who's tried to lose weight know exactly what I'm talking about here. But let me tell you a story about motivation. Um, my husband's mother was, uh, when we were first married, she was really looking forward to being a grandmother. She couldn't wait till we had kids. But she was a really heavy smoker. Now she'd said to us many, many times she really wanted to give it up. But uh, I don't know, I think she just enjoyed smoking far too much. And then I got pregnant with our first child and, and we were sort of at her house and talking about it one day and, and she, said, um, she said to us, you're not going to want me to come near the baby when I'm smoking, are you? And Rick said, oh, well, Mum, you know, it, you know, it's not good for the baby, so probably if you're at our house, you would need to go outside and smoke when, when the baby comes. Well, that just gave her a new motivation. We couldn't believe it. Within a couple of months, she had totally given up smoking, and it was all because she had the motivation that she wanted to be in the house with her first grandchild, and it was wonderful to see how that improved her health as well. So my question to you is, what is your why for developing the holy habit of reading the scripture regularly? And everyone's motivation is different. For some people, maybe, you, you know, I want to read the Bible because it's the right thing to do. You know, the saints of the church have been reading the word for thousands of years, so why shouldn't I follow their example? Maybe you're hungry to know more about God. Maybe, maybe you just have a passion to learn how to, how to walk in the ways of God. Maybe you, you want to hear his voice. They're all great motivations. Can I share my motivation? And it, uh, it comes from, the, uh, from Psalm 1. You can read it for yourself in one of your Bibles. But this is what... Psalm 1 says in the Passion Translation, What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's ways, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. You know, for me, there is something about that image of a tree standing by a stream Roots going down deep, always alive and green, always fruitful to such an extent that others can take fruit and be nourished. That's why I read my Bible. I want to be wise.
I want to flourish. I want to help others flourish. If you'd asked me when I was six what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would have said a teacher. But actually, this is what I want to be when I grow up. A tree. Okay, so that's the why. Next question is when. Well, that is totally up to you. You just need to choose a time that works for you. Maybe you're a morning person. Maybe you have some time in the middle of the day. Maybe nighttime is best for you, but you've just got to choose a time. Maybe choose a place. Is it, is it on the train? Is it sitting in a cafe with a coffee? My advice to you is to get yourself a notebook and a pen, or you can do this digitally. Make it a thing. Make, make a journal that you can write down what you're hearing from God as you go. But we'll get into that in a little bit more in just a minute. So that's, that's the when. Now the how. How do you read the Bible? Because it's not just about reading the Bible. It's about meditating on it. It's about listening to what God's saying to you. And there's lots of different ways to do this. But this method I'm about to talk to, uh, talk to you about has been the most constant and fruitful and enjoyable for me. And it's called the SOAP method, S-O-A-P. S for scripture, O for observation, A for application, and P for prayer. So let's, let's go through these one at a time. S for scripture. You read the passage through quickly just to get a sense of what it's all about. And then you go back and you read it again more slowly. Now, there'll be some part of that, that piece of scripture which stands out to you. You stop when you get to that verse and you actually write it out fully in your notebook. And then O is for observation. Observe your responses. Why did it stand out to you? What is God bringing to your attention and why? Is it just interesting, intriguing? If, if you're not sure about it, maybe you can make a note to ask someone about it later. Is it confirming something that God has said to you? Is it challenging you in some way? A is for application. What should you do about it? And P is for prayer. So how about we get really practical? Let's Let's actually do this together with a piece of scripture. Now I've chosen, it is a, a story from Luke chapter 6 and it's a story about Jesus healing on the Sabbath. So if you've got your Bibles, you might want to um, turn to it, but it's in, the, um, it's in the book of Luke chapter 6. I think verse 11 we're starting on. On another Sabbath day, a man with a deformed right hand was in the synagogue while Jesus was teaching. The teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees watched Jesus closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. 
which was considered against the law in those days. But Jesus knew their thoughts. He said to the man with the deformed hand, Come and stand in front of everyone. So the man came forward. Then Jesus said to his critics, I have a question for you. Does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath? Or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them one by one and then said to the man, Hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored. Okay, now if I was soaping on this passage, I would read it. I would go back and read it again and I would I would see, is there a bit that sort of stands out for me? Now for me, the verse that stands out is, but Jesus knew their thoughts. And I would write that in my, my um, notebook. So the O, the observation, I'd be asking myself, why did that stand out? And I think it stands out for me because it's a reminder that everything that we are and all that we think and do is open to God. There's nothing that we can hide from God. Now, that can be equally scary and convicting, but also reassuring as well because he knows us so well. So that would be my observation. And then it says application, like what should I do about that? Well, for me, it's a reminder that not only do I have to be to walk in the ways of Jesus in what I do, but it's also in how I think. What, what, what is my inner voice? How am I allowing God to cleanse that and, and make my inner voice more like the beauty of Jesus? So that would be a challenge for me. And then the P would be pray. I'd, I'd just spend some time praying about that, asking that God would, would cleanse my mind so that I would be, I would be um, holy in the way that I think so that that spills out into the way that I behave. Okay, so that is soaping. Now, what I want you to do, and this is like a, a bit of a practical thing today, is that when, we, when you finish watching um, Church Online today, I would love you to get out your Bibles or your app, and I'd love you to go to Deuteronomy 30, verses 11 to 20. Deuteronomy 30, verses 11 to 20. And here is my challenge to you. Go through the SOAP process with those verses. Now, I said I was going to give you some homework, and that's exactly what we're going to do now. I've set out five readings, uh, which will be on your screen, and they will also be in the message notes, which you can access through the Gateway app. Now, these five readings, my challenge to you this week is to read all those. Now, I've only given you five, so if there are two days where you don't get time to, uh, to get to your Bible, that's totally cool. But if you read these five, you will be ready for what we're going to be talking about next week. Well, I hope you have fun 
with your soaping. Go and get a cup of coffee and your Bible. Open it up to that Deuteronomy verse and let's get reading.